What's going on, team? Welcome to a brand new episode of the podcast today, the Hamilton Train Podcast. I am your host every single time, Jared Hamilton. It's a pleasure having you in the studio today. So today's episode is a deep one. So um, let me give you a little bit of background. So the way, one of the ways I come up with content and specifically podcasts, though, is um, basically the questions that I'm hearing, the feedback I'm getting from all of you guys, and the problems I see most people face, whether it be my own personal coaching clients, my tribe members, or just you know trends and themes in the DMs and the messages and the emails. Um, but even like right before <clears throat> earlier today, when I was going to record this, I put a thing on my Instagram story and basically said, hey, look, I'm recording the next episode of the podcast today. What do you guys want to hear me talk about? And um, I've been noticing a few themes lately and a lot of it, excuse me, I'm sorry, I've had the hiccups. So a lot of it is along the lines of mental game, which is actually really different than a lot of the feedback I've been getting lately. Cause everyone normally wants to know the, um, you know, like, Oh, the secret behind fat loss or okay. Calorie deficit, but what else or supplements or, you know, stretching or whatever. But a lot of people are like, how do you handle having a positive or how do you have a positive mindset when everything around you is falling? How do you, how do you, um, keep your frame, uh, your, 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 uh, how do you keep your head in the right place when no one else supports your goals? Or how do you, um, you know, handle self doubt and a lot of, a lot of this psychological stuff. <clears throat> so, um, that's what today's episode is about is basically the concept of staying positive, self doubt, Staying positive, handling self-doubt, and keeping a bulletproof mindset. That's what today's topic is about. Now, I'm not claiming to be an expert on any, on these, by the way, um, but there are some things that I've learned over the years that I implement in my life because these all are areas that I struggle with as well. So um, I get people ask me all the time how I stay so positive, and, um, and I have ways that I do that, but I also have days where it's hard, you know, or self-doubt is a big one for me. I have um, a lot of people don't know this, but that's like one of my baseline emotions. You know, we all have our baseline emotions that usually came about from childhood or when we were defenseless and these things that were instilled in us the way we think from when we were just kids and babies. <clears throat> and one of mine is self-doubt. It's something I've always struggled with. Um, so there's some stuff that I've learned somewhat recently and over the years that help with it. And also just overall having a bulletproof mindset. So I've got some stuff here that I think could help you. Um, but I don't want you to think I'm coming from the place of where like I have it all figured out because this is still stuff that I am working on every day on myself that I struggle with. But that's why some of my best content is what I would tell to me. You see what I'm saying? So, um, so if you find value in it, awesome. And I hope this helps a lot, but, um, but let's dive into it because the thing is about this, the, the mental game side of this is so important because our bodies are just instruments of the mind, right? If your head game is not where it should be, your body's just going to follow suit. You know what I mean? Like your car, for example, is just going to go with wherever the steering wheel takes it. And in this case, you're the one holding the steering wheel. So that's why you have to be careful and get your head space on point because otherwise it's, it's going to be messed up. Like you ever like, um, woke up in a bad mood and you're like, this is going to be a terrible day. And the day was terrible. You know what I mean? It's, or like you ever go to the gym and you, you know, you're like, man, this is going to be a really bad workout. I can just feel it. And it's a bad workout or fellas or ladies for you guys who get under the bench and like to bench heavy or squat heavy. 
and you're like, all right, I'm probably not going to get this. And you don't get it because it's so stuck in your head. <clears throat> you know what I mean? We all know that that's the thing. Cause here's the actually think about this. What we all know the placebo effect is a thing, right? Doctors use it all the time. They're like, you know, whether you have uh, chronic headaches or you have this issue, that issue, the other issue. And the doctor says, here, take this pill. It'll make it all better. And um, you take the pill and all of a sudden it's, it's better. And then come to find out it was, it was a sugar pill where it like, it was the, it's totally the placebo effect. And we all know that's an actual thing. So in a lot of, but the reason is because your mindset gets on point, your physiology can takes care of itself. It just goes along, follows suit. And the problem is that's why I really, really like you guys asking me these questions. Um, because this, this is, this is important because you guys are trying to fix the problem where it stems from. You know, most people try to fix problems like out at like the workout stage or the calorie deficit stage or the food stage, but like the issues between your two ears, because you get that taken care of a lot of the other stuff takes care of itself or, um, or it becomes a lot easier. You know, like, um, like the concept, one of my mentors, Todd McBroom says, um, if you fix the root, you can change the fruit. You know, if, if, if you're, if you have an apple tree and the apple is just garbage and it's not going really well, you're not going to go spray the apple, clean the apple, take care of the apple. You're going to see, make sure the root of the tree is getting taken care of. You're going to make sure, um, it has the proper soil, the proper nutrients, it's getting watered, it's getting, you know, all that stuff because the roots is where the problems occur, where everything stems from. So that's why we've got to fix you from the mental game of it. Okay. So we're going to tackle all three of these separately. We're going to go on the talk about staying positive, the concept, the, 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 all the details of staying positive, then get into how to handle self-doubt, but then finishing off with how to keep a bulletproof mindset. So let's get into it. Here's the thing with staying positive. It's a choice. It is not a fun choice either. A lot of the time, like people will ask me, they're like, Jared, how do you stay? So just beaming positive all the time. And here's the thing. It's not always easy. And I fuck up a lot, but the majority of the time I'm positive. I'm, I'm almost, I'm like blindly optimistic, but the thing is it's a choice. You can either choose to look at the situation bad or choose to look at it good. But a thing, a mentor of mine that I, um, that he really hit me hard in the face was the concept of life is always happening for you, not to you. Think of that. Think of all the bad things in your life that's happened and they could be really fucking bad. But understand that what if that instance was happening for you and not to you? And I'm not saying like that thing, don't get me wrong. There are some really bad fucking situations. There, there could be st stuff is like, you know, your parents left, you could have got raped. You could have, you could have lost your home in a house fire. Someone, a close relative to you could have died. Like we're talking about some big bad shit. And then I'm not saying that like, oh, you know, God wanted your brother to die or your house to burn down. But understand this, you can turn almost any situation into something that serves you. And it's not easy. You know, you lose your house in a house fire and you trying to find some way that that happened for you isn't easy. You know, you had some bullshit that happened in your childhood that was fucked you up and you're trying to figure out how it serves you. But here's the thing. The fact that you're looking for it, now you're going to find it. Because understand, guys, our brains are giant supercomputers that go to work to prove us right. Think about it. Your brain is nothing but a ginormous fucking supercomputer that goes to work to prove you right. So if you think that life is out to get you and <clears throat> life is out to get you and when it rains, it pours and bad shit just happens to find you, 
your brain will literally hide all the good from you and only show you the bad because it's going to work to prove you right. But then you got the, the, the total opposite. You got motherfuckers like me who I think I'm just a beaming light to, um, into the world. And I think everything I do touches gold and I just have a habit of winning and have abundance and, um, that I am highly favored and all this amazing things. Who is more inclined to be successful with whatever business, fitness, relationships? Think about that. It, it's what you, what you're convinced you are. So that's one of the things with just being positive. It's not just blindly being positive, but it's a choice because your brain is a supercomputer to go that goes to work to prove you right. So if you're just a pessimist who only ne- just is whiny, bitchy, and negative, and that it, it doesn't matter what happens, you're always you always find yourself bitching and complaining and being negative. Then you wonder why that's all you see. You should look up sometime um, and just Google search what your RAS is. RAS it stands for Reticular Activating System. Long story short, it's basically as part in your brain. Um, down by your brainstem, if I believe, or if I'm right. Um, but basically what it does is it filters everything in your life to what's important to you. So like, I didn't plan on going here with this, but we'll get into it. But um, so for example, like you ever get a new car and all of a sudden you see it everywhere. Like you now, let's say you drive a white Honda and you buy a white Honda and then all of a sudden you see them bitches everywhere, right? You're not in your head or you could be in like a football stadium everyone's yelling, screaming, doing whatever, but someone, but someone yells your name, like someone yells, you know, John Smith and you whip your head around, but you didn't hear anyone else's name. You just heard your name because your RAS knows that's important to you. You know, there's all these cases like this because we're bombarded with millions of pieces of, of information all day, every day. So our RAS keeps us sane, right? It filters what's important, right? So what happens if you're a pessimist, and all you think about is the sky is falling and bad shit's going to happen to you and just find you, your RAS will literally hide the good and only show you what's important to you if negativity is what's important to you. That's why you get guys, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, like that, you know, where it's nothing but positivity everywhere. And I'm more, I like, just because I'm just, just blatantly positive and I choose to be positive and see the bright side of things and believe that life is happening for me, not to me, and that all these other great things, I am more inclined to see the good. You know, like that's, that's the thing is you'll, you'll see someone who's just blindly positive who will, who will go through a day a normal day to day and see a thousand good things that happen. But then you'll see somebody who is just blindly negative and they won't see a single one. They won't see the person help holding the door open for the old lady at the grocery store. The, the negative person won't see the $20 bill on the ground in front of them. That just happens to be there, you know, or all these other great things that happen because we have just events that happen all day, right? But if you choose to be negative, that's all you're going to see, long story short. And if you choose to be positive, then you, that's, oh, I'm not going to say that's all you're going to see, but you're going to see a lot more of them. You know what I mean? You mean there's going to be a whole lot of bullshit you're not going to see in a good way. You see what I mean? So that's why just the whole, just be, being positive in a negative environment is hard, but it's still a choice. That's the biggest thing is so much of being positive is a choice. And it's not always easy. It's not always fun. I'm not saying just like ignore every negative thing and sweet problems under the rug. But I'm saying is it is your choice to believe that um, there is good in every situation. You know, there may be, you know, something bad that happened. I know people, I know people that have gotten like OWIs 
And they could be whiny little bitches and be like, oh, no, this is the worst thing that ever happened to me. But they're like, no, this was the best thing that ever happened to me because this made me turn my entire life around. Stuff like that. Or I know people who have been raped and molested and, uh, you know, like, like Tony Robbins, for example. A lot of you guys know Tony Robbins. Like the big self-help guru guy who like sells out like 20,000 seats at like thousands of dollars per seat six or eight months in advance. This dude helps millions and millions and millions and millions of people all over the world, right? Um, I've yet to meet anyone who is not a not a, a fan of what Tony does. <clears throat> but the thing is, guess what? Tony had one of the, if you look into his history, Tony was like literally just beaten and sexually assaulted and all these other crazy, horrible things that happened to him. But it made him strong. It made him have empathy towards people who are suffering. And now look what he does. And now he, he literally just does nothing but helps people that are suffering. You know, it's like me. I was as I, not not putting my my story on on the the limelight, but like my story. I was a fat kid growing up that that like I know what it's like to be in your shoes. I know what it's like to try every diet under the sun and be, have to wear shirts at pool parties and be so insecure. It's not even funny and just hate the way you look and feel. I've been there, done that. Like that was me. But I could be like, wow, I'm a whiny little bitch. And like, I'm like, why does this have to, why did this have to be me? Why, why did I have to be the one to, to struggle growing up? Why did I have to be the one to, you know, have a, whatever issues going on? But guess what? All that shit came to serve me right now because now I can relate to you. Now I know exactly what you're going through. Now I can help thousands and millions of people because I know exactly what you've been through. I know exactly what it feels like. See, that's what I'm saying is life is always happening for us, not to us. So that's why part of just being positive is it's a choice, but it's not always a fun one. But that's the other part, <clears throat> getting into his gratitude. I'm literally getting ready to have this tattooed on me. Um, but, but the concept of gratitude is so severely underrated. It's not even funny because part of just being positive is truly being grateful. I'm not just saying like half-ass being like they say, oh, be thankful. Like, no, I'm talking about deep down to your core. Everything you do needs to come from a place of gratitude. You know, and if you don't practice gratitude every day, you need to like start a fucking journal and just write down 10 things you're, th you're grateful for every day. Whether that be um, the fact that you have a smartphone in your hand that you're listening to this on or the car that you're, you're driving on your way to work right now. Then the fact that you even have a job, which means that you have bills that you are paying, which means you're, um, you know, all this other crazy stuff. But it's really hard to be negative when you are just overflown with gratitude. You know, the fact that like right now, both my, my legs are holding up my torso and I know people that it, that, that doesn't happen or the fact that, you know, I, I'm literally broadcasting to like crazy amounts of people all over the world, um, in an instant helping, helping you right now. Like, that's pretty dope. The fact that I have two thumbs that work, like I could, we could go on, you know, like I, I know people who like whine, bitch and complain, they have to get their kids up for school at like five in the morning and their kids are screaming, whining and complaining. But then again, I know people who have had their kids killed that they would do anything to get up at five in the morning with a whining, screaming kid to get that kid on the bus. Like everything in life changes and change. Well, your whole perspective is different when you adopt the concept of gratitude and everything you do coming from a place of gratitude. You know, it's easy to bitch about your job, but that means you have money coming in. That means you're paying bills and that means you have a roof over your head. Even on your worst day, you have a cell phone. On your worst day, you're probably not worried about not eating that day. On your worst day, you can get clean water. You see what I mean? Like everything changes in the, the realm of uh, 
being positive all the time is when you come from a true place of being truly grateful. You see what I mean? Then the other part of, of this with just being able to stay positive is, uh, is your environment. If you're around a bunch of negative, toxic, cancerous motherfuckers, it's going to be really hard to be positive. You know, you may have to get rid of some people. You know, I, I don't do well with negative people. I will, I will, I will very rudely just walk out of a conversation. That's if I find out the people I'm talking to are just negative, toxic people. I literally will like, okay. And I walk away. It's rude as hell, but you have to, but the concept of protect, protecting your energy is so important because proximity is power. Who you're the closest to is, uh, in the kind of environment you're in really dictates what goes on between your head and what, and then as we know, what goes on between your head influences your body, right? So understand that part of staying positive, you have to fix your environment. If you're in around people who are just toxic and negative, you have to get away from that. Even if they're a family, I have had to eliminate family members because of this or very, uh, very limit my association with them. Like instead of seeing them, you know, three, four, five times a week, I may see them once a month, you know, and it, it, but it's, it's one of those things you have to do what's right for you in this kind of thing. You have to be able to protect that. Um, because here at the end of the day, so much of this is in your control, staying positive. So much is in your control. It's a choice that you can choose. You can choose to be grateful and think about what you, what um, should be in a gratitude journal. It's your choice to who you spend your time with and the environment you surround yourself in. It's a choice. All this stuff is a choice. So much of this is in your control. But the problem is no one wants to own up to it. If you're negative, most people who are negative don't own the fact that they're negative. They rationalize it and validate it. Oh, I'm negative because my boss is a piece of shit. Well, you're staying at that job. Okay, you could go get a different job. Well, my wife is just a fucking bitch. I'm like, well, have you tried talking to her about the issue? Well, there's two sides to every argument. So like, what shit are you saying to her? Like, it's all this stuff, guys, is so much of this is in your control. And at the end of the day, also, it takes time. If you've come from a background and a habit of being negative for a long fucking time, it's going to be a take a, it's like any other habit. It's going to take time to be positive and to make that your go-to place. But like anything else, time and repetition cures all. Okay. Now let's start to stair step our way into into combating self-doubt. This is a big one, guys. And this is one that I struggle with because I have a tendency to get myself back into old habits and paradigms of doubting myself of stuff that I want to do. Because I've got some, that's the thing, guys. That's one of the bad, that's one of the double-edged swords of having astronomical sized goals is, you know, self-doubt can creep in. But understand this. This was one of the biggest things that helped me. More than likely, all the time, it's a pattern. Because you realize you, you we didn't sell, have a lot of self-doubt when we were little kids. Someone put self-doubt in us. Think of, look at a baby. Look at a kid. It doesn't matter how many times they fall down when they're trying to learn to walk. It doesn't matter how many times they bounce their head off the coffee table. It doesn't matter you know, what's outside. They're like, oh, I want to go pick up every snake and turtle and frog. And I want to go jump in the pool and I want to do this. Babies and and little kids don't care. What happens is mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, or a teacher says, be careful. Oh, what if you fall? Oh, oh, what, what if this? Oh, I don't know. It may not be the best idea. You might want to play it safe. Oh, that's not very likely. The chances of winning or getting that isn't very likely. You might want to, you might want a second kick second guess that you might want to change your mind. You know, what happened to the days of wanting to be president, a pre- the president, an astronaut and doing what we really wanted to do. But instead we got everybody that hates their accounting job. You see what I mean? 
that's why you have to be careful. That's why someone else put self-doubt in you. Back when you were defenseless, you were just a little kid, when your mind had no conscious mind, it only had subconscious that was wide open, someone put self-doubt in you. Okay? Which their intention was pure, but it fucked us all up. Myself included. So understand this. Once you, so most people are caught in the pattern of self-doubt. Stuff starts changing and then things, we start doubting ourselves, right? And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, maybe it's not going to work. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not, whatever. And then you get, then because that's where our mind's at, our physiology follows second place or or follows through and secondly. So, but you have to understand that self-doubt's a pattern. That means it's not you. It's the pattern. But as soon as you realize it's a pattern, you're no longer the pattern. So what happens is, here's what you got to do. Let's write out. This is what um, something I got from Dr. Joe Dispenza. Write out your main self-doubts that, th- that you think about the most. Because 90,000 or 90% of like the 70,000 thoughts we think every day are the same. So write out the four or five things that you are most self-doubtful about. Like, oh, I don't have what it takes. I'm not good enough. I probably won't get there. Or whatever it is for you. Write them on a piece of paper. Because here's the thing. Now you're aware of them. Now you're the gatekeeper and those shall not pass. Okay. It's like this. You ever like, um, you ever see on the news, someone's like, oh, wanted. And it shows the guy that's wanted. It may even have a reward or like someone loses a dog and they're like, dog lost. Help me find my dog. Because now you're like, oh, brown pit bull with the, with the, with the, uh, white, white spots. Okay. That's it. Or you'll see the guy on the, on the news that's wanted. And it's like, Oh, got it. Got to keep my eye out for him. Now you have, let's say your four or five major doubts that in issues that you think about a lot. Now you have those written down where now you can keep an eye to see if they, whenever they cross your brain, you can go, uh, no, that's the pattern rearing its ugly head. Cause that's the thing guys is once you realize it's, once you realize it's not you, it's the pattern, your life's going to change because now it's not you. It's the pattern. You're not the problem. The pattern's the problem. But now that you realize where the issue is, you can stop it. You literally can go stop it. That's not me. Let's say your pat, let's say, let's say a thought you think is that you're not good enough. You don't have what it takes. Okay. Those are two of mine, by the way. So now what happens is so for me, every time um, that during my day to day, I'm doing some stuff, I'm making moves and things are going well. And I see, and I'll, and I'll feel it in my brain come across like, you're not good enough. Are you sure you have what it takes? I literally go, no, stop. That is not me. That's the motherfucking pattern. And guys, what happens is now you're starting to think about what you think about how Dr. Dispenza puts it. You see what I mean? This is why it's so powerful. And so in the world of self-doubt, write down the three or four or five things that you think the most that is not serving you and realize it's not you. It's the pattern. You see what I mean? Now, here's the other one of my tricks. Sorry, guys. My allergies are crazy. The other one of my tricks that I use a lot. Have reasons why not to doubt. What I call fighting emotion with logic. So now, because all this stuff is emotion-based, right? Whether that when you're self-doubting, whether it's no matter what it is, but let's say it's in the fat loss stuff and you're like, man, I don't, I don't know if this is going to work. I've tried diets before, da, 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 da. but fight it with logic. Be like, well, wait, but this isn't like last time because I'm actually doing things in a sustainable fashion. Like Jared says, I'm not only doing cardio like before I'm doing strength training and I'm not 
go into extremes this time. Jared says, take it slow and like literally fight emotion with logic. Okay. Like if you're like, oh my gosh, I fell off my, I fell off the wagon. I, I'm going to start back at day one. I, I can't believe I, I, uh, I fucked up my diet. I had a whole, I binged for today. I don't fucking know. I'm, I might quit. Fight emotion with logic. Well, wait, it's been one day. One day I know won't make or break me. It's what's consistent. So I probably should just get back on track, forgive myself and put the past in the past. Do you see what I mean? It's tricks like this. Whatever you're getting emotional about, stop. Fight emotion with logic and data. So if you're like, man, I feel like I'm just not progressing. I just feel like I haven't lost any more weight. Well, let's see what the data says. Oh, well, I've lost four pant sizes. My workouts, I feel better and I sleep really well now. And now I have more energy. That's why I'm saying it's that kind of stuff, guys. Whatever your situation is, fight emotion with logic. Here's the other thing as well. Depending on how long this bad habit's gone on for, self-doubt takes time. Learning to untangle the tangled mess of your thought process from when you were probably four takes some fucking time. So give yourself a little bit of a break. Um, the other part with this too is be constantly working on yourself. I'll get into this here a little bit more with the keeping a bulletproof mindset. But the more you invest in yourself and work on yourself and your own development, the better self-doubt habits get. The, the less you doubt yourself and the better that you become at combating it, the more you work on yourself and things like that. Here's the other big thing, guys. This was huge. Keeping, pro- I made this. I, t- I think I made a podcast about this the other uh, recently, a few episodes back. Keep the promises you make to yourself. You doubt yourself a lot because you don't have confidence in yourself. You know how you build co- you build confidence in yourself. Do the small shit you said you'd do that you're not doing. How many times have you said you're going to start over Monday and you don't? How many times have you said I'm going to get up in the morning and do cardio and you don't? How many times have you said, uh, you know, said, oh, I'm going to finish, I'm going to read this book and you stop halfway through. Keep the fucking promises you make to yourself because you know what happens every time you don't, you tear away your self-confidence little by little. And then as you get less confident in yourself, you start doubting yourself more. You can't win the big battles unless you win the small wins. So start keeping the promises you make to yourself. If you say you're going to go to the gym, go to the gym. If you say you're going to hit it five days a week, hit it five days a week. If you say you're going to get up early, get up early. Because I'm telling you, keeping the promises you make to yourself, regardless of the emotion, even when the emotion has left from when the time you made the promise to yourself, I'm telling you, it's a game changer, a big fucking game changer. Because here's the other part. Keep the little things on point. Things like changing the toilet paper roll. Things like picking up trash that's not yours when you walk into the store. Things like going walking halfway across the grocery store parking lot to put the cart away that some asshole left out. It's things like that. Those little tiny things, if you can't keep the little things in check, you can't keep the big things in check. It's not, it doesn't work like that. If you struggle with self-belief and if you struggle with um, you know, weight loss and you struggle with all this going to the gym, but you don't make your bed, you don't put the card away. That kind of stuff, guys, that's what's going to hold you back is those little things. Like the whole concept that Cheesy's saying of um, usually something good is keeping you held back from something great. It's that kind of stuff. So in the last part of this, keeping a bulletproof mindset. Here's what you have to understand, guys, in this whole world of the psychological side of stuff about mindset and self-doubt and uh, staying positive. All this stuff comes back to your mind. 
people message me. Here's the, I had someone message me the other day and they said, Jared, my mindset sucks. I don't know what to do. And I said, when was the last time you worked on your mindset? And they go, what? Like, yeah, if your mindset sucks, when was the last time you put some sets and reps on your mindset, reading books, meditating, thinking about what you think about actually doing shit that, that is beneficial to your brain. And they go, Oh, I never thought about it. Guys, what happens if you're weak? If your muscles are weak, you go to the gym. What happens if you're fat? You start eating less and moving more. What happens if, uh, you know, your dog isn't well-behaved, you train it. What happens if, uh, fuck, I don't know. What happens if you're not very good at driving a car? You go drive a car. What happens if you want, if you like, you were like me and you suck at jujitsu and you want to learn to be a badass at jujitsu, you go to fucking jujitsu class, right? So if your mindset sucks to have a bulletproof mindset, you have to work on that thing. You have to put your mind through workouts. You have to be on the way you think every single day. You have to put the sets and reps on your mindset. Think of it this way. You also got to protect that motherfucker. We got passwords on everything. Fucking gym lockers. No one wants your stinky ass socks. We got uh, padlocks on doors. We got Facebook passwords, Instagram passwords, everything. But no one puts a password on their fucking mind in their fucking brain, guys. You have got to do that. Because here's the thing. If, if you're not constantly working on your mindset in the way, in just the whole thought, your whole thought process, it will die. Like I always say, if you're not growing, you're dying and it will atrophy. If you don't maintain your muscles, they will atrophy. If you don't maintain your car, it will atrophy and junk out. If you don't, in anything that's not constantly being pushed and moved forward, it will regress and die. Your mindset's no different. So work on it every day, just like you're working on your health and fitness every day. So, um, it's just like muscles now, but here's the other thing. Check your environment. Is your environment conducive to having a bulletproof mindset? Are you with a bunch of small minded thinkers? Are you with a bunch of people who are toxic to you? Like I talked about a sec, a little bit ago. Uh, if you're in a, around a bunch of negative people, it's going to be hard to be positive. You have to get yourself around a badass group of people who not only push you, not only support you, but they bring out the best in you and they don't hold you back. So that's one of the biggest things to having a bulletproof mindset is who do you surround yourself with? It's like people say, Jared, what's the best way to get motivated? So get around motivated people. Guys, shit rubs off. Okay. We know that we become like those we associate with. If you don't believe me, look at kids. You know, if all of a sudden you have a really good kid and you start hanging out with a bunch of drug addicts and piece of shit people, your kid's probably going to start doing drugs and doing a bunch of bad stuff. That's why us adults are no different. If we don't have good mindsets. We need to hang around people I do. If you're not motivated, hang around motivated people. If you're overweight, start hanging out with people who are not overweight. And I'm telling you, that kind of stuff rubs off. Get around people who have the result that you want. And that kind of stuff rubs off. So including your mindset. Now, what kind of stuff am I talking about in terms of like, what can you do every day that will help the way you think and your thought process and things like that? Um, there's a quite a few things like reading. Reading every day. And I'm not talking about frou-frou reading, like just like reading for fun, like Harry Potter and Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm talking about like reading actual books on 
personal development, things like your, on how your mind works, things on your leadership skills, things on things like um, how to think right, how to think big and how to actually do all this stuff. Like I have a stack of books over to my right, all on this stuff. Like right now I'm in uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza's new book called Becoming Supernatural, how the common, uh, how the common, how common people do the uncommon, things like that. Um, like all this kind of stuff where just reading alone will help you tremendously. It just, as you put deposits into your brain, things like meditation, learning, getting into meditation and thinking about what you think about is huge. Uh, quiet time, learning to sit down and handle yourself. Most people don't even like themselves enough to spend quality, quiet time with themselves. Things like gratitude journal, things like goal writing, things like visualization, future self journaling, whatever, all this stuff is such good day-to-day stuff that's going to help move your mindset forward. Um, you have to work on it, be consistent. Shoot, if you need to have like a, to, a to-do list every day of things that you have to do to help you with this. I go right in back into the keeping co- promises you make to yourself. If you say, I'm going to do these three things every day. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat my calories. I'm going to drink enough water. I'm going to read 10 pages in this book. I'm going to meditate. Do that. Now do that every fucking day. And when you don't want to, do it anyway. And that's where the magic is at. You see what I mean? So, and that's it, guys. That's literally like the crash course in how to how to uh, stay positive, how to handle self-doubt, and how to have a bulletproof mindset. So I know this was a longer one. I really appreciate it. If you stuck around this whole time, it means a ton. Um, let me know what you think about it. For real, I would love to know if this helped you or if there's any a few nuggets. You might have to go back and listen to it a couple times. There's a few podcast episodes, guys, that I listen to, and I'm telling you, there's I, I've gone back and listened to them things like 12 times just because they've helped me that much. So I hope that was like it for you. If you could do me a favor and rank and review this on whatever freaking platform you're listening to it on, it'd mean a ton to me because my goal is to just help as many people as possible. Um, and to do that, you got to give it a rank and a review because then iTunes is like, oh, wow, people like this. Let's keep sharing it. So All right, guys, that's it for today. Thank you so much again for being here. I love you. I'll talk to you later.